Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. On this week's Nonsensible Podcast, Jay was the reason why <laughs> Dave decided to shave his eyebrows, and some people really liked it. He told me... You did, like, uh, audiobooks with that voice. Yeah. Yeah, I really liked it. Yeah. Give us an example. I'm drunk, dude. <laughs> it's actually protein. hibiscus tea. Oh. Oh, yes. French. Yeah. Ooh la la. I beat everyone in the Dragon Hill Jim Jabong at Mario Kart the other day. <laughs> this is nonsensical. Everybody, welcome to Nonsensible. My name is Saul. I'm Dave. I'm Sam. Yeah. I'm Wolf. Wolf. Yes. We got a very special guest, Proxy Wolf, on the show today. All right. <laughs> uh, go ahead and introduce yourself to people who don't know who you… Sure. So, I've lived in Korea since 2011. I am originally came here as a StarCraft commentator, StarCraft 2 commentator. And uh, I'm an esports commentator still. I commentate the Overwatch League. And I love Budechige, so I've gotten quite famous in Korea for like just Budechige pictures, posting pictures, posting videos. Um, that's kind of like a side thing that I do. Like my main mm-hmm. job is esports commentary, but I've gotten un like unrealistically big off of Budechige alone. It almost yeah. feels like it's hard wow. to like fathom just by posting pictures of Budechige that people would be like, wow, this guy likes Budechige. I like that he likes Budechige, yeah, but yeah. It's kind of a, a thing. See, well, can you tell the people what Bude Jjigae is? So Bude Jjigae is uh, Korean army stew. Um, and, you know, that's… I know, I know so, Sam I'm, laughs, so, but… No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was just <laughs> trying to watch Saul. Saul's trying to pour himself a glass of soju without making any noise and being discreet oh, yeah, as yeah. possible. <laughs> but it wasn't working. I, I love Bude Jjigae. I want to hear what he's saying I, I, about. I thought you were laughing because, like, you know, oftentimes Koreans write Budechige as Korean army stew, which nobody really calls it that, yeah, even if yeah. you're a foreigner. You and that doesn't sound very yummy, right? Yeah, right. Army it sounds stew. like, what? <laughs> yeah. uh, but it's it's basically like during the Korean War, um, they didn't have a lot of ingredients uh, mm. to, to survive and make food. So they had to like put spam and beans and, and uh, mm-hmm. ramyun together in a big pot of survival soup, basically. Um, and then it got popular again, you know, decades later, people started eating it again and making really nice, uh, broth and making the soup taste really good. So it had a big resurgence and it's really popular it's now. Amazing. But there's, yeah. a, there's a difference as well, isn't there? You've got the Weijongbu, you've got one from Songtan. There, there's supposed to be a difference to them as well. Yeah. Like every Budechige place has its own like style and, um, like how much sausage you put in it or what kind of spam you use, what kind of ham you use. Like, do you put beans in it? Do you not put beans in it? Um, and it's, it's really just up to like the, the restaurant owners and the chef who makes it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have like Budechige chains, uh, that are, that are mm-hmm. huge, like King Kong and Norbu, um, that, you know, or franchise and have their own special way they do it. Budechige is actually what got me into enjoying spam in the first place because before I came to Korea, I always avoided spam. Everyone did, right? My parents told me, you know, spam's not good. Don't eat spam. But then I came to Korea and I had Budechige when I… I'd been in Korea for maybe like a month. And uh, I tried Budechige. 
And something in that was like bomb. Something that was fucking fire. And I was like, what is this? I'm like, what is this? They're like, oh, spam. I'm like, spiced ham and can. Yeah. Spam? I had the same, I had the same yeah. thing. Like I got taken to Bude Chige by um, Tasteless, who's a StarCraft commentator, one of my mentors when I first moved out here. He was like, you're going to love this. The first time I was eating it. And I saw it in the bowl outside. And I had seen these restaurants, you know, walking around Seoul. And I see it in the bowl outside on the picture. And I'm like, I don't know about that. Mm-hmm. And I go in and they put, ring it out. And I'm like, that looks kind of gross. I'll be honest with you. And I had heard Spam taste really bad. And I, they had said Spam was in. I didn't know what it was though. Like mm-hmm. which ingredient in the soup it was. But then when they took the lid off after cooking it, I was like, oh, you know, like that looks pretty good. Mm-hmm. And I love ramyun. So I'm going yeah. to eat that. And uh, I remember tasting, what is this? This tastes so great. And they were like, it's Spam. I was like, oh, Spam's. Why is everyone hate on Spam? So yeah, it's actually quite nice. Spam? I mean, visually, it's not the greatest meal, that's yeah. for sure. But as soon as it hits your taste buds, it's yeah. like, damn, yeah. that is, there's something to it. It's like, how do you mix all that up? And Spam for me was like, I remember eating it when I was young. And then it's like, as you get older, you're like, I can't touch that. Mm-hmm. And you come over here and there's, you can get gift sets of Spam. Yeah, you know? it's like the, like the Korean kind of, Thanksgiving like, gift, yeah, it's right? Like spi- spam, it's spiced ham in a can. And it's like, I don't like that, but the pudechige, after yeah. having that, it's like my kids eat it for, with yeah, rice, yeah. man. You yeah, just like so in a frying good. pan. And-, and that's the thing. They give that. They, if people don't know, they gift people that on Korean holidays, they gift you big boxes of spam. Like and in the vegetable States, oil, olive oil, and, and spam. States, if you gave somebody spam for Christmas, they'd be like, fuck you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You. Could you imagine getting that under your Christmas tree wrapped up? <laughs> yeah. A box of spam. That would be like year. a joke. That, what is the, like, Secret Santa? That oh, would yeah, be yeah, like yeah. the Secret Santa gift that most people in America would be like, I don't want this shit. I didn't, even, I didn't understand that when I first moved here. I remember going through, like, uh, big giant marts out here, you know, going through E-Mart or Home Plus and just seeing all these giant gift sets of spam yeah. mm-hmm. and seeing people walking around carrying these giant gift sets of spam, these bags. <laughs> and, like, sometimes gift sets of, like, toothpaste and other things where you're like, yeah. Is this what people want? But yeah. that's a common gift set out here. You know, it's but, it's but really it's like common. That. It's it's when you have a housewarming party, the gifts that you generally get are like toilet paper mm-hmm. or it's like detergent. Yeah. And like back home, if someone gave you the gifts like that, you'd be like, that's just rude. But when you think about it, when you think about it, this it's actually a really good gift. It's a foolproof plan. Yeah. You're not going to fuck up with it. Yeah. Everyone needs toilet paper. Mm-hmm. Eventually, they're going to run out. And it's you can't be unhappy with that. Yeah, you, know, you really can't. Yeah, it's it's not a bad gift. I always thought that spam kind of smelled. You, you remember when you first smelled like canned dog food, and you were like, "This looks nasty, but it smells kind of bomb." No, right? Dude. Oh, you don't. Know. <laughs> no, I, I, I know what you're talking you about. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Like, I don't know. Maybe you had the wrong kind of dog food or whatever. But like a couple of times, like when I couldn't get the the hard dog food for my dog, and I opened up one of those canned ones, I was like, I might eat this if I was really, really hungry. And that's how spam. Smells. You must have been giving your dog some gourmet. Yeah, some gourmet yeah. dog food. I, I was like the 99 cent dog food for yeah. my dog back at mm. home. Only I, I, the I, best I never, for Quinny. Rest in peace. I never, <laughs> <laughs> um. So, um, I actually introduced you guys to Wolf. Yeah, we met at his birthday party. And uh, Wolf has an interesting, like, like we mentioned earlier, his budechige thing and his game, his uh, caster thing that he does, his game caster, and. The thing about Wolf is he has a very divided audience in terms of they like him or they hate him. No, no. Said <laughs> <laughs> divided. I wasn't no, sure no, which no. Way. As in, luckily it's not that. <laughs> so I made a video with him two years ago when my brother came to Korea. We had a budechige mukbang with yeah. me and my brother. My brother tried budechige for his first time, and I thought the perfect person to do that with would be Wolf. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, the comments were very interesting. 
all the Korean comments were like, "Tian Migun." And all, and all the English comments were like, that's a caster, that's a caster. So people know Wolf from very different things. Ah. That's, I find that very cool. It's, it's really difficult to manage social media uh, with this as well. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was growing my Instagram up until I started doing all these Budechige uh, posts and, and you know posting in Korean primarily, I was doing esports posts. Like I'm traveling, I'm doing this event, right? And then I started getting big and got a bunch of followers on Instagram uh, suddenly, almost like overnight. And then I would post an esports post and I would be like, unfollow. Like, who is this guy? I thought he's the guy who eats Korean food. Yeah. Yeah. And then when I was when I started getting big on Twitter uh, for this sort of stuff, um, posting Budechige pictures and food pictures, I would post a Korean tweet and my esports people would be like, what the hell is this? Yeah, yeah, Get yeah. this yeah. off my feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't follow this guy. You know, uh, <laughs> you know Monte Cristo? I think I asked you this last yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know him. Monte Cristo was like this, the League of Legends caster guy who's a friend of mine. And I thought it was a sandwich. He, he like, yeah. <laughs> it is a fire sandwich yeah. as well. It might be where he got the name or a book. But then uh, he like posted one day for me. He liked my music and he reposted. And at the time he was really popular with a lot of Twitter followers. I don't know what he's doing now. But it was the worst idea ever to like ask him to help promote my music because his fans hated my rap music. Like, <laughs> oh, really? it, like yeah, it really? went from it. W- I got like two thousand views like immediately from when he posted it, but all mm-hmm. of the comments were like, "Monty, f- you, dude, why did you post this?" <laughs> wow. Yeah, he really. It was not a good That's idea. Shitty and negative. Yeah, wow. it reminded me just of you have to know which who Yo, your audience. Well, Monty's is. audience is pretty aggressive and angry all the time. Why? Like, why are they so mad? I don't know. Monty has strong opinions. I think he uh-huh. has really strong opinions, and he likes to tell people about him. And not everybody likes that, but people who really like him feel really strongly about the things he says and things he posts. So he's what is he like? He's a very prominent figure but i think he's prominent because he's so controversial and he's mm. really good at what he does like he's a really great commentator he's really well spoken um i mean you might know this too but he has like somewhat of a theater background as well before he got into esports so he's he's very good at talking and he's very good at making his points and he's he never backs down from what he's saying so i think he's kind of attracted that type of like strong personality to his following he kind of sounds like the dr disrespect of twitch <laughs> kind of yeah like have you, you? So he said that he's like um, announced gaming events at like the Staples Center. Have you done stuff like that? Uh, I've done a lot of uh, commentary around the world in different uh, arenas and different events. Like I've never been to the awesome. Staples Center, for example, but I've done. I mean, I've commentated a bunch of different arenas in Korea. I mean, that's obviously where mm-hmm. I do primarily most of my work. Like, how I, many people are we talking? Um, like thousands, like 2,000, 3,000 people, wow. you know, sometimes more. I think the biggest event I've done maybe had like 7,000 people or so. That's crazy. And are the two people who are playing the game in the middle of the stadium? Well, it oh, depends. Yeah. It depends. Like huge, I mean, because right? in StarCraft, it is two people, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, when yeah. I was, when I did my first, um, I think my first overseas event was in Las Vegas. And I think the crowd was like maybe 2,500 people. And I was really nervous because I've been commentating for like a whole year on professional tournaments. Um, it was no longer in my bedroom, right? I'm doing this, you know, with Gom TV at the time I was working with them and like tens of thousands of people watch my broadcast every time, every day, but I can't see them. Right. I'm, I'm not casting to the mm-hmm. audience that's in the studio in Mokdong, the studios in Mokdong at the time. And it's like Koreans in that audience. So they're not hearing my voice. My voice only goes out to the stream. Mm-hmm. So when I went to Las Vegas to cast this tournament, I was like, Ooh, I'm a little bit nervous because like uh-huh. everyone in the crowd is going to see me. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, and if I make a joke on the broadcast or I, or I say something really intense, the crowd might not like it. Like, how are they going to react? Like, yeah. they're right in front of me. Because I i don't read the chat while I'm, you know, doing a live broadcast. Mm-hmm. So I started traveling around the world. It was, like, really nerve-wracking at first, going from only 
kind of shooting my voice out to the void, kind of like what we're doing right now, right? There's nobody reacting to what we're doing mm-hmm. live, except, you know, the like producers and stuff on the side. Um, but going from doing that for a year and then going to live events a lot, that was really uh, crazy for me because I was suddenly traveling around the world. I'd never been really outside of the States before I moved to Korea. Then I was going to Sweden, France, Spain, going to the U.S., traveling around the U.S. a lot, um, going to China. Like, esports really brought me to so many different places because there's so many teams, there's so many players all around the world mm. that are, um, you know, really good at esports and, you know, events happen all over the world because there's fans of esports all around the world. But yeah, I mean, to go back to your original question, I guess, yes, yeah, there's two players, you know, when I first started doing this, uh, it was a 1v1 game, StarCraft 2. Mm-hmm. There's two players sitting on a stage. Somebody's in an enclosed booth that's soundproof because they're hiding their strategies and if the crowd sees what one player is doing and oh. screams, it gets really loud. Oh. If the player could hear that, it might. Oh. the other player oh. might think, oh, something's going on because yeah. I haven't seen anything unusual or weird, but the crowd suddenly screamed oh, and yelled. So, oh, that's interesting. I never thought about that. Yeah, so that's why soundproofing is really important in StarCraft. Even in, in the old days of the OSL, the on-game that Star League in Korea, mm-hmm. you see the players when they're in their soundproof booth, they also have like what looks like ear protection on. It's essentially like the things that, you know, people who work at the uh, airport construction. where construction oh, yeah, workers, yeah, yeah. there's mm-hmm. like things that cover your ears. And underneath that, they have like earbuds on so they can wow. hear the game sounds. But they have this like ear protection a headphone type thing over their headphones so they can't hear the crowd and uh, get, you know, strategies spoiled by crowd reactions. But is that, yeah. is that significant to only certain games? Because it looks like like um, PUBG and tournaments like that, like it seems like they don't, it's, they're just wearing headsets so that they mm-hmm. can communicate with each other. Uh, it really depends because some games, obviously strategy is more important than others. Like StarCraft, you know, for example, I don't know how you, familiar you guys are with StarCraft, but you might like hide two barracks in the middle of the map and then, yeah. you know, send an attack very early on in the game. And then the crowd sees that and they might be like, oh my God, and, you know, start getting really excited. And mm-hmm. you might think, well, if the crowd's yelling, like I should probably check for two barracks in the middle of the map. And you see the barracks and then his strategy kind of loses. Yeah. Something like PUBG, it's like, there's a lot of stuff going on all the time. There's so many players that the crowd screaming wouldn't really necessarily give something away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sam, have you, have you ever got into esports or watched any tournaments or see, anything he, like that? See, here's something... I wanted to talk about. I want to play devil's advocate just okay. a bit here. Esports is an industry that's blown up recently, mm-hmm. and it's considered a sport technically now. Mm-hmm. But when I grew up, this was not something that would ever be considered a sport. It was yeah. more of a recreational. Mm-hmm. It was it was a hobby. It was something you you did for fun. Yeah. But there's kind of two trains of thought on this. There are people that agree with it being a sport. There are people that are like sitting in front of a computer is that technically a sport if there's no physicality that goes along with it and that's like especially for you wolf i want to ask the question like obviously you'd be an advocate for it being a sport what would be your argument for people that say it's just playing a game well so i actually the thing is for me uh i i actually don't agree with what you'd say about that because I actually don't really advocate that it's a sport personally. Now it's called esports, right? And that's what I think that's the easiest way to explain to people, right? It's a competition mm-hmm. and it's online oftentimes e like email, right? Mm-hmm. Um people always joke like in our industry like e-gaming, right? Because in the early days people would always just give it different terms, but the one we all settled on was esports. People always say like how when will esports become a real sport? Is it when it goes to the Olympics? Is it when it's considered, you know, by every country to be a sport in the Olympics, right? When everyone's fielding teams? When does it become legitimate? And for me, I think it's always been legit, right? It just is getting bigger. And I don't feel like esports needs to be recognized as a sport for it to be legitimate. I think a lot of people who are insecure about where they are in esports um, are are worried about like, "Mm, is it a sport? Like, is it 
It's and I'm like, it doesn't really like need chess. to be a support. Why do yeah. we have to categorize yeah. it? Yeah. I don't understand. But, yeah. it, but I think you look at you look at someone like Ninja. So Ninja's signed a deal with Adidas, sporting company. Adidas, Nin- yeah. Ninja's also been on the cover of Sports Illustrated. So that's kind of changed oh, the view of that's people way to, looking yeah. at esport competitors. It's kind of the average person is now connecting to someone like Ninja in different ways. Look at it that way. I mean, Nike's sponsored rappers. Does that make that doesn't make them athletes though? But rap is a as a game. But <laughs> <laughs> rap will never be big until it's really a sport. <laughs> until they that's, have it but in people Olympics. say that about esports, yeah. right? Like a lot of big execs and sponsors, are like ah, that's yeah. that kids game. It's not a real sport, mm. and they like trivialize but it that way. Thinks that anymore. But I, but I think that, is people watch it whether 90s. it's a sport or not, right? Whether people yeah. recognize it as a sport, the viewers keep coming in, yeah, yeah. and yeah. the viewers are coming in, the sponsors it, come it in, and the money comes in. Yeah, it's just an issue of semantics, right? Like it's yeah. a match the way that like chess is a match. I don't think anybody calls it a children's thing anymore, though. I mean. Gaming has become so… Because we all grew up gaming and we all kept gaming. Sam, that's like a few years ago before we like hung out in real life. We would play games more than we actually hang out in mm-hmm. real life. Because that was me and, my, me and Sam's relationship. Like, yo, get on PS4. Yeah. Play, play yeah. shit. Like random shit, you know? I mean, oh god. It was so fun we used to play. Oh, what's that game called we used to play? Um, oh, Division? Not- Division. We when Division first came out, me and Sam were really into that. But that was like our relationship, and I, I don't think we'd have to. I don't think we have to categorize games. It, it, yeah. It's changed. The dynamics changed so much when you when you have the Staples Center and there's events in mm-hmm. that, and you have teams that travel the world that are sponsored by you know Puma and and different organizations. The dynamic of of video games and esports has changed dramatically. So the average person probably doesn't think it's kids' games. People that are in my mother's generation yeah. and maybe the generation before mine may think a little bit differently. But I think that's where you draw the line. I think a lot of uh, people are threatened by it as well. Like a lot of um, – like right now, a lot of traditional sports are kind of run by cable networks, right, and, and traditional television. And I think that TV is kind of falling by the wayside, side, like cable TV because mm-hmm. of online streaming. Even mm-hmm. if you look at like Korean television right now, oh, yeah. almost every major news network – has a live streaming service where you can just watch yeah. it on your phone. You don't even need to have a cable TV anymore. Yeah. So a lot of sports are kind of have big deals with cable companies. Mm-hmm. And when they see esports isn't, isn't on TV, they're like, uh-oh, if suddenly people stop watching sports and viewership goes down and everyone's watching online, like, where are we going to get all of our money? Where are we going to get all these deals? Like, mm-hmm. I think people who are threatened by gaming and esports also like to try to trivialize and say, oh, it's not real sports. I bet the jocks are worried that the gamers are coming for their ladies. Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because like gamers don't look like they used to. I mean, look at Dave. Dave could be in a punk band, you know, but he's... Shut up. Especially with those eyebrows, you know. <laughs> gamers don't look the same. <laughs> there was a post on Instagram the other day and it was... It was somewhere along the lines of what you just said. It, it was two photos. And one photo was Ninja saying Ninja got paid $20 million in the last 12 months for like, um, I don't know what platform The mixer deal. The mixer yeah. deal, $20 million. And the other side was like, um, was like Giannis saying he got paid $20 million to play basketball. Mm-hmm. But that's where we're at. Like athletes are on some of these esports contestants are on playing fields. With professional sporting athletes, what does yeah. it what does it take to get that good at a video game? Like a guy like me who doesn't really watch or play video games, all I knew about video games was like watching South Park, where like they would have kids like shitting in bags because they 
kept playing the video World games. World Cup, <laughs> the World of Warcraft <laughs> episode, yeah. yeah like my my uh, roommate in college, he would have crazy land parties with World of Warcraft, and oh, I was just like, parties. y'all come to the bar but it would be like him and like hot girls playing video games i'd be like there's something to this <laughs> but i didn't know anything it was like but it took them hours and hours and hours to get just to like average levels for that game what is what does it take to become a dude like ninja who makes 20 mil i mean i think ninja is the funny he's thing he's an entertainer he's not yeah he's not, i was gonna he's say ninja's athlete though yeah ninja's yeah. not like if ninja played on a in a pro like the one of the game he got famous streaming for the most part is fortnite, fortnite right which yeah, is like yeah. a battle royale game like PUBG. he's just good enough to be good on a on a streaming platform yes so he's he's funny he's he's built his own I brand mean, he does dances debatable. on stream yeah well, to kids sorry, right sorry, sorry. all right look he's an he's an entertainer right but he's very but he's he's very good at the game he is very good right mm-hmm. like just like you have that one friend who's really good at games but if he actually went to to a tournament he might get knocked out in the first round yeah, just like yeah, everybody yeah. went to the tournament who's good at ga- is good at games right yeah but to be like a professional uh you know esports player um That's you have to you training. have to grind and train and you have to have a lot of talent too, you know. Although if you don't have the talent, you're gonna have to work harder than everybody else. And even if you work super hard, you might not make it. Then you've got to get found out by a team. You've mm-hmm. got to get scouted, and then you've got to go through testing phase, but join the team. He, he, here's a good example. Saul understand. The professor, the basketball guy, the yeah, basketball, yeah. The professor. Like he would get waxed in an NBA. He get game. waxed in an NBA game, but we still love watching professor yeah. juke people out. The prof- he's a basketball player. He's a he's a street baller. Awesome. And even professionals have have like something they can learn from. Yeah, him. he's an yeah. awesome. But he he can never play in the NBA. Mm. That's kind of like people like Shroud, for example. Yeah. There's a guy called Shroud. He's amazing at video games. Mm. He's a, he's an incredible gamer. Any game he touches, he's good at it. But he will never be a professional gamer because he doesn't grind for hours. The guy, people who are professional gamers, they will wake up. Do, and go through like training sessions. It's like to, it, it's it's like the rule of what is it? Ten thousand hours to become yeah. a master in your field. Yes. I was walking by my house the other day and went down a street I've never been down before, and there was like an academy for esports. Mm-hmm. And it used to be, I know with StarCraft in particular, there were teams and they'd live in the same apartment and they yeah, just yeah. have rows of computers. That's still a thing, yeah. They'd There's like reality like, shows about that that Monte Cristo was telling me about. Like Dave said in the morning, they'd get up and they'd play, they'd just be training for hours and hours so and hours. Awesome. They'd live with a coach in there and he'd be like overseeing. They have a Wolf. chef, they have a chef and everything. Like they have, they have like, in StarCraft, Rudor especially, like it was, I think the most competitive environment for gaming there ever was in Korea. Like, they would have kids, basically, the, the team, say, like, SKT, right? SK Telecom has a team, mm-hmm. um, and they're T1 now, but at the time, SK Telecom finds this guy on the ladder, right? Where everyone's practicing 1v1ing, trying to get the most points to get ladder's noticed. Like, the, like, the ladder's like your ranking. Game, like, you go up or down like, based on your points, like your ELO, whatever you want to call it. Some guy gets noticed because a pro gamer hits him a few times when he's just playing games, and he messages him, like, hey, you're pretty good. You want to play some more games with me? Coach sees it, and he finds out, oh, this kid's 14. Can I get your mom's phone number? You want to come live in our house? Sketch. That's the and only then, sport where you can ask that question. Yeah. And it's not <laughs> shit talking. Like some then, basketball player. You know, sometimes at the time, StarCraft was so legitimate. It was on television. It, people were making, you know, literally thousands of dollars a month. Uh, salary plus huge prize money if they did well. Um, you know, sometimes the parents are like, yeah, I'll let, I'll let him go over there. But then it, if you're that 14-year-old kid, if you don't grind 12 hours a day, even if you're like, beating some of the people in the house, if you're not practicing harder than them, they're like, see ya, get out. Yeah. So you were like, I've got to grind for two years in this house and then maybe they'll let me join the team and then maybe I can That's play crazy. in a televised match. It Dude, was insane. Um, I play this game Valorant. Wolf knows Valorant. 
you know right. what Valorant, but it's like it's a it's currently a up and coming esports game. Mm-hmm. And I play a lot of Valorant. I play it a lot. I mean, to the point where my YouTube's suffering because of how much Valorant I play. <laughs> okay. I'm Diamond Elo, which is like there's Diamond, and there's Immortal, and then there's Val- like the um, Radiant, which is the highest. And I'm pretty good at Valorant now. I, I play a lot. You know, I told you're you. You're much I'm, better than me. I play a lot. So I'm pretty f-ing good. More, better than the average person. I'm Diamond in Korea, which is like, like even more hardcore than other servers. Mm. And the thing about this is… I played… You know who Bunny Bunny is? Yeah. Overwatch. So we got an invitation from this ex-Overwatch uh, pro player. This guy is just talented at video games. He came to, for an in-house scrim… Which is just like the boys or and girls, whatever. But uh, we were playing like 5v5 in-house. Mm-hmm. Like not with random people. And this guy got on. He is so talented at the video game. He was an ex-Overwatch player. He comes on Valorant. And he's been playing Valorant a lot lately. He just wiped them floor with me who's been dedicating like eight nine hours a day to play just because he's a naturally fucking, gifted gamer just because he's a naturally gifted gamer and he was just an ex-pro at another game he comes on this game and just wipes us what, out is it like finger speed i don't know it depends on the game Team you speed? know yeah Team speed like for starcraft finger speed super yeah. fun because uh you have to control large groups of army uh at, at once on a map and then you have to you might have a dropship going into your opponent's base at the same time your opponent drops into your base and you're trying to control everything and you're trying to make units and you're trying to make sure all your workers are mining and, and getting money. So that's like really hand speed super important for a game like StarCraft. Then you have to be smart. But Valor's like Valor, it's almost time. like Twitch reaction speed. Hand-eye um, coordination. Hand-eye coordination. I mean, you, it's like for gamers, for like top, top gamers, it's like you have it or you don't sometimes. It's not always like that. And some people can, you know, grind for 10 years and then suddenly get there. But you have to start really young, which is not something I recommend because a lot of people try for 10 years to be a top player and then have wasted a lot of their lives. Well, I guess it's kind of like being a, a basketballer or any other athlete yes. as well. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to dedicate so much time to that sport to try to become a professional. And if you don't get there, that's like, yeah, 10 years of your life, you're not getting back. So is it like the one kid in the crew who didn't die in that level of the Lion King video game on Sega Genesis when that boulder was going through? That <laughs> kid. That game. Yo, that Lion shit was… King on Genesis. That game was… That, that was, was amazing, so though. Yeah, that game was so hard. I recently hard. replayed that game, and I don't think it holds up. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't think it's… I, I, I love playing old retro games. I mean, that's like a retro game now. I don't think it holds up. No. <laughs> I think that when I was growing up, my mother was always like, stop playing games. What are you going to do with your life if you play games all day? Yeah. Nowadays, parents are like, you could become a professional. It's better than being yeah. on these streets. You could be a professional playing video games. Yeah. It's like, when I was young, that was not an option. Like yeah. it was like, don't waste your time. Go and go and do your homework, kind of shit. That's funny because a friend of mine, Denny, he's a person I stream with a lot recently, and his dad told him start streaming. You're too good at games. Start streaming. Make something out of this. And he's making a living off streaming now. Imagine games. if we had made a podcast instead of playing that bullshit Lion King game <laughs> when, we, <laughs> when we were ten years old. We would have the most amazing podcast ever. All right. So I want to change the rhythm of this podcast. Um. So. Sam, Wolf, and I are all, all huge gamers. We uh-huh. love video games. We've grown up playing video games. Saul, on the other hand, is not much of a gamer. He's played games, but he's not much of a gamer. He's a player, though. A he's player. a player. Mm. Play on, play on. Can you go into your history on video games you used to play when you were a kid? I mean, I was uh, the first video game I ever got was a Game Boy for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And I was so stoked about it, but the game was Prince of Persia. Oh, uh, you didn't get Home Alone? No, I oh, got you didn't Prince get of Miss Persia. Pac-Man? N- nope. I just got Prince of Persia and it sucked. 
<laughs> Prince of Persia was and not I, great at the time. But I, but I was so happy that I got a Game Boy, so I was stoked about that. But that game sucked then, right? Yeah, it was not good. The Game Boy the Game Boy version of that game is not good. The Super Nintendo one is like also it was really good at the time, but like going back and playing it now, I was playing that the other day. I'm the like, PS2 version was fucking bomb. Yeah, once yeah. it got to bigger consoles, it was like okay, Prince of Persia is sick. I actually oh, okay, like cool. the original, like on oh, PC, from like like Dio. Oh wait, I mean um, Prince of Persia. They had there was a P- PC version. Yeah, PC version. Yeah, yeah, the animation was really cool in that game too. Uh, and then I think I just like most kids, I moved to a. Se- I moved to a Sega after that. It was like either a Sega or, or a Nintendo, right? Yeah. They were in that the console war at the time was yeah. pretty huge. This is also somewhat regional, I think. Like Sega seemed like it was quite big in the states, like Xbox is. Like yeah. Xbox is not really big outside of the states. Sega was, yeah, the Xbox was not big outside of the states, but Sega was definitely huge in Japan, though. Oh yeah, no, obviously, yeah. but I think it was like in Australia, Nintendo was always bigger than. Sega. Oh okay, okay. I, I get super nostalgic when I hear or like even just see Sonic the Hedgehog. Sega. Yeah, I really it like touches me. Like it reminds me of being a kid. Okay, so. I loved those games. And then, and then later, I moved to Tony La, uh, Tony Larusa baseball, the EA Sports stuff. Mm-hmm. It's big with that. So you told me you played a lot of sports games. Madden. You, yeah, I did. Like uh, yeah, I played Madden and played NBA Live. Okay, interesting. With my friend, we got super competitive over that game. But. Okay, but you were never a big gamer, huh? Mm-mm. Just like only if it was like a social thing. Like if everyone at the house was. Drinking, yeah, drinking games. Yeah, like I remember doing that with friends. It'd be like a pre-game. You'd come over to the house and we'd play like sports games. Yeah, and the loser would have to drink. Like it just became like a drinking game that we have here in Korea, but over video games. Yeah, that's what we did. We just used games to to party. But like some of my roommates, you know, when we would like leave to go to the bar after we were done playing FIFA, they would go up to the room and play Warcraft and Madden, NFL, NBA. That like yeah. Groups of people that have leagues and in the dormitories, yeah. university, yeah. a lot of people playing it. And professional athletes as those well. Are pr- those are huge competitive-wise. Madden and NBA. Yeah. And so those are huge. FIFA, FIFA's like top five in PC bongs in Korea pretty regularly yeah. right now. Like yeah. everyone still plays FIFA. Yeah. What's the yeah. other really game? The other, the other soccer winning, game? Winning That's 11. It. Winning 11. Pro Evolution Soccer. Yeah, that PS, used to be yeah. huge. And then FIFA kind of blew up even bigger. Like, no, but there's it's 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 still divided. PES versus FIFA is still very divided. That's what what is Jake good at? Jake is real evolution soccer PES. Yes. Yeah. Good PES, mate. I was just reading an article and there was a there's a team in the UK, Division 4, that they've had their jersey sponsored by Burger King. And part of this whole thing was Burger King wanted to get this online promotion going and it's now become the most popular team on FIFA. Like because it's got Burger King on it and they've done mm-hmm. this tournament. Selling out their jerseys and everything. It's become like, in terms of marketing, it's been the biggest tool that anything's, that anything that's happened in like soccer recently. Yeah. And FIFA was a big driving point for that. Mm-hmm. Cool. So you still play a lot of the games, right, Sam? Yeah. How do you fit in your parental life, being a father… How do you fit in playing video games? And what when your kids get older, are you going to get them into video games or are you going to kind of hold off on that? It's already too late. My kids are already into it. Well, nice, William's dude. into video games. I had the Nintendo floating around. Good. The Switch floating around at oh, home. Yeah. And he was at a friend's house and he was his friend was playing with the Switch. He was kind of like into it. And then I said to him, you know, daddy's got one of those at home. And he's like, what? I'm like, yeah, daddy's got one. And he's like, Let's go and check this out. Yeah. And he's all over Super Mario. Like, nice, that's his dude. thing. And he was playing that for a bit. Then he got onto an iPad and was playing games on that. And recently, 
I just got um, Tony Hawk Pro Skater has been re-released. The, the, the oh, remastered, I, yeah, the I re-release. Yeah, I'm so I heard so, it's so awesome. I, I downloaded awesome. that recently and I was in my uh, library at home. I have a library and I was playing um, Tony Hawk Pro Skater and William kind of walked into the room and he's like, what's that? Give me a go. So it was his first time playing on a PlayStation. Okay. And now that's kind of become the thing. He's like, I want to go and play video games with daddy. That's so that's cool. awesome. So he's… He doesn't know the dynamics of, of which buttons to press and whatnot, but I kind of taught him how to ollie and how to grind. You're an awesome dad, dude. So he's picking uh. things up and it's like, you know, if he's done something good, it's like he gets half an hour gaming time with daddy now. So nice, it's like, dude. I've, I've got to get some games that are more age appropriate. I've got yeah, like Grand yeah. Theft Auto 5. <laughs> <laughs> I like played it the other day and he's like, Daddy, what what are you doing? And I'm like, uh, I need to borrow this car really quick. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's just a game. Hang on, just close your eyes for a minute while Daddy finishes this mission. That's crazy that like that you asked him about that because the only reason that I remembered that I played that Tony Larusa EA Sports baseball game mm-hmm. is because I had an uncle who came to our house like every summer, and I don't remember anything about him, and he unfortunately like. Committed suicide when I was a little kid. No. But the one memory I have was that he would—he was the only like adult that would always play that game with me. And I wanted an adult to play that game with me so bad, so badly. And I remember that like he played it with me every day, uh-huh. and it was like a real like moment that we shared. It wasn't just like you know all those kids in their video games. It was like a, a way that we bonded. You know, so that's pretty cool. That's I, awesome. It's like I said before, it's, the dynamic of video games has changed so much now with. The advent of esports in particular, it in my generation, it was like, get off the you know, PlayStation. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're rotting your brain. Like, what are you gonna do with your life if you play video games mm-hmm. all day? But, but those games are hard, problem solving involved. Well, hand eye coordination, there's so much that's changed. And I think even now you look at schools and iPads have become an essential in a lot of schools now for elementary kids. Mm-hmm. They're using that, they're learning how to code on iPads. It's not just, you know, a media medium anymore so unless it's detrimental to your children's well-being or their health you're completely open to getting your kids into games right it's for me it's not an issue it becomes a time issue Mm -hmm. we set up time and say okay you've got 30 minutes you've got 30 you know you only get 30 minutes it's not something you can do all day yeah sure you You designate the time my parents uh banned me from playing uh, games on tuesdays and thursdays i remember my parents calling them no Nintendo days. Wow. Uh, Nintendo days. And they were like, go outside and you got to do stuff. Get off the N64. Uh, go outside oh. and do things. And uh, at the time, I was really annoyed about it. But I did I did get a lot more stuff done. Mm-hmm. I was a lot more productive during those times. Uh, those were the days I like worked on the school project that you have like a month to do and stuff. But um, my parents were very anti-gaming for most of my growing up. Even though like when I first got my N64, my parents would get like super blasted and there were a few nights I woke up and came downstairs. My parents were like <laughs> drunk as hell playing Mario Kart 64. <laughs> Yo, okay, that's a, ga- that's a game, bro. That's a- Even people who don't play video games love that game. Mario that Kart, that yeah. has to be one of the greatest games of all it's time, right? Well, I, I would come into my parents playing Mario Kart 64 the next morning and they'd like send me back to bed. And the next morning I'd be like, you guys were playing Nintendo last night. And they'd be like, no, it was just a dream you had. And I was like, okay. But then occasionally my dad would like quote some of the characters, like <laughs> one time, I remember my dad like at breakfast. He's like, "I'm a wild. I'm gonna win." I'm like, "How does he know? That? Yeah, he's definitely <laughs> playing, right?" <laughs> uh, but after that, like, I always try to get my parents to to play games with me. They never were interested in it at all. So I'm pretty jealous of of what your son has actually that he can oh, play games with you. I'm so happy and drunk right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, guys, I don't know if you guys, for people who watch the YouTube videos, but for people who 
or just listening to the podcast on Spotify or Apple, you, uh, Apple podcast, podcast, the internet. <laughs> we're, we're just uh, we're sipping soju while doing this podcast, and we've never drank on a podcast. Can we show them how we're in Korea when you drink? You're supposed to drink together. Can we all pour one together? I so, didn't pour Sam's this for myself. Let's right just pretend like this is someone else's. Sam's being responsible. I'm so, I'm cheers, but I'm, I'm, I'm. We don't have to clink or anything. Wi-Fi cheers, as they I'm say. Getting, Wi-Fi cheers. Getting, you know? I feel really good, and I'm so happy that we can talk about games because I love video games. Yeah, so I was about to say you seem so alive, dude. All I do is play video games. You texted me <laughs> "love ya" today. Yeah, dude. I really appreciated that. I was, dude. I've been playing this game called Seven Days to Die. You ever, you ever heard of Seven Days to Die? No. It's a just. Generic zombie survival game, but it's me and my friends have been bonding so much playing this game, and it just makes me happy. And I'm just I've been playing League Valorant. Okay, is it? Does anyone play Rainbow Six Siege here? No, but that's a huge it's, game. It's big. I, it's I huge. Do not play a lot of people. Always ask do you play Sam? Well, one of my friends actually voiced one of the characters on that. Mm. And so that's kind of Who like was it? Uh, a friend of mine. He's an Australian, but lives in LA, and it's an Australian character that he voiced for, mm-hmm. and he's. All of a sudden, got into streaming recently, and it's become huge for him. Like that's until that he'd been an actor and just doing television and whatnot, and then he did this voice, and all of a sudden, his like pers- public persona is just blown that's up. It's like Shannon from Valorant. Uh, I don't know. Never mind. Sorry. Go on. Sorry. I'm not sure who that is. <laughs> it, it, just gonna say, it's for him. It's become a huge windfall now mm-hmm. that he, he voiced that. He traveled around the world before COVID blew up, kind of doing. Oh, you know, gaming events yeah. and kind of uh, publicity stuff. And now that he's locked down in Melbourne, Twitch, he's on Twitch and that's what, been his what, thing. Would you ever do streaming, Sam? I yeah. think you'd be great on that because you love gaming. See, I'd, I'd love to. It's, it's, we were talking about it before and you are talking about Ninja and, and I could set you players up. like that, right? They've got a personality whereas professional gamers probably don't have the personality mm-hmm. as much. I don't know if I've got the personality to actually talk while I'm playing a game. Like I it's get, like talking and chewing gum at the same time. I like time. get into my game and it's like you kind of have to commentate on what's happening or, or kind of interact well, with people. Well, I don't how, know if I can old, do that. How old is your son actually? He's yeah, four. Do something. Oh, okay, well, content with your older, kids. Man, like, Maybe in two they, years they, or They'll be the personality yeah. on the stream. I can yeah. guarantee you that. Yeah, dude. That'd Just be, don't show them the chat. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't show them the chat. Just turn the chat off. Yeah, you got to turn the chat off. When he gets a little bit older, you guys can do a father Yeah, do father some streams. Like maybe in two or three years from now. Because I think… Because the thing about Sam is… What I always thought was really cool about Sam was even when he was doing when he was like always like a few years ago when I first met Sam, he was just so busy with TV work and stuff. But he would still come home and be like, yo, PS4? Oh, you want a game? <laughs> and I didn't know that about Sam when I first met him. I thought he was just all about just entertainment industry, mm-hmm. you know? But he had Sam has a lot of layers to him. He loves sports. Like Sam, he's from Australia, but he's always he's, and music and, and shoes. music and shoes and <laughs> NFL. We talk about football. We talk about basketball. Sam's all of Sam has so many layers to him. It's so sexy. Yo, basketball, bro. Did you watch basketball today? Oh, the <laughs> I haven't fucking, watched it yet. The, he, uh, I haven't watched it yet. Basketball. I'm not saying anything else. God damn. Who do you think is going to win the championship? I think the Lakers are going to take yeah, it though. I think the Lakers are going to win too. Uh, this is a part where I'm like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> Nerd. Yo, I was. I wanted to ask you. I want to hear your commentating voice. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's co- commentate on on Dave's eyebrows and my Dave's eyebrows are growing it back. Really, it really depends speech. on the situation. He's but, similar though. He's yeah. similar. Yeah. I, I, I know my voice doesn't change that much, but I'd be like, 
Well, you guys have to know that Dave actually changed his eyebrows recently. And as a result, you know, just kind of like a little I'm bit locked more in already, though. That's, <laughs> that sounded great. Y'all got to hear this in his headphones. <laughs> so Dave, a few months ago, made some sort of he made some sort of decision that he would shave his eyebrows. I don't know. Why did you shave your eyebrows again? Keep it, was, going. it was Jay. Yeah. That's so Jay was the reason why <laughs> Dave decided to shave his eyebrows. And some people really liked it. He told me, in fact, I spoke with him before this podcast and he told me some people really liked him without the eyebrows. I can't personally understand why anyone would like that, but it's kind of this sort of voice. Yeah. I don't know. I like that. I think it sounds great. It well, I think a th- cool thing about a commentator or a caster is they talk to the people and make them relate to whatever's going on during like the first, yeah. whatever match is going on as well. He gives some backstory to it as well, which is really cool. You could do like uh, audio books with that voice. Yeah. Yeah, I really liked it. Yeah. You, you, you don't think it's anything special, but I think that sounded great. I, I, the reason I don't think it's that special is because actually, here's something I will say about esports commentators in general. Um, I think we're all are the, the people who are in my field for the most part, like 90% of us um, are not properly vocally trained. And none of us have a really good commentator voice like a sports commentator has. Like you listen to some of the top sports commentators. Mm-hmm. Bang! And you can actually hear. Bang! But you can hear. I love that. The guy who always screams bang when. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. You know, what you're talking about. You just started screaming, and I bang. Just, you don't know the guy who always says ba- basketball. That, that's like the new hot guy on Twitter and shit. They always tweeting all I know like is Tony Romo from NFL. Ah, uh, man, the, the the guy who yells bang whenever they uh, like a a buzzer beater shot goes in. Anyway, sorry. No. <laughs> no, I don't know that guy particularly, but you could you could hear a, a difference <laughs> so right in drunk. terms of the quality. And I think it's because most of the esports commentators that exist are just because we're experts on the game, but not because of our voices. I mean, if you have a terrible voice, you're just not going to make it. But Dude. my voice is not terrible, but I think most esports commentators, we have a lot of, there's a lot of work that needs to be done. Who's in terms the of that. Australian caster or friend for uh, who does League of Legends? Uh, you mean uh, Atlas, the guy who's working in here now, or Papa Smithy? Because there's, there's always been like t- a few Australian casters in For Korea. Riot, and he was telling me, the Australian friend, and he was telling me, he's like, yo, we're looking for some people for Valorant. And I was like, I wanted to try. Dude. Oh, that's Atlas, yeah. I wanted, I, I took him seriously. I really wanted to try. I, <laughs> you didn't get the job is what you're saying. Well, no, no he's, he's making job. Dave get stressed out because Dave wants to do this. Like, I, I, side he, so he was, like, he was like looking for like people to potentially like cast Valorant shit. And uh-huh. I love Valorant. You could cast it with me maybe, man. It, it could happen one day. Who knows? Dude, I would love to cast for Valorant, dude. Because I love that game. And I, Just I, do it. What's the problem? Well, that would be cool. I want to do Valorant. Do I, I, I love Valorant. And I'm good too. Do it. And I know what the f*** is going on in that game. Do it. <laughs> you know what? What's the issue? Yo, Riot, if you watch this shit, you know what? Yo, hook me up with some riot I shit. Ta- I will talk to them. Because I, I could cast Valorant. Okay, give us I, an example. Wolf just did it. Give us an example. I'm drunk, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wasted, I, I'll dude. be honest with you. I, I do worry about like how you're you're a really good at speaker, right? You're obviously a YouTube personality. You're kind of hosting this podcast. Okay. Steal the thunder away from Saul over here. Oh. <laughs> Way better than Saul. Steal it. Yeah, what? Sports announcing, but but I wonder what it would be like. I can I I know how you feel about Valorant, and like I know what you would if someone bought such and such gun where he was standing. I know what you would say to me, and I would be like, yeah, of course, like Dave's right on this. But how would you say it to just give it a shot? Audience? I don't know if he realizes that he's in heaven, right? I don't fucking know. I don't know. Oh, you sound good. That was actually a good start. Yeah, like I don't know. I think I think it would come to you in time. I, I would just I would just make my own predictions. Like I think they're going to rotate to C, bombsite C, and I don't know if they realize that they're in CT right now. But 
I think they should start rotating from A to C. Like I don't know. I, that sounds that sounds yeah. good actually. I was I think they should but start instead rotating of, from I A to C. I think they should. You'd probably say it might be a good idea if they rotate over from to I A mean, to it, C. I mean, you can't yeah. you can say you can say I think they should. Yeah. It, uh, yeah. It, oftentimes that will piss people off if like people disagree with you. In my like, he keeps saying uh, that he's that they should do this, but should they really? Yeah. All right. Um, you guys want to have one more drink before we wrap this oh, thing up? So, sure. Let's have one more drink. My drink. concern is, is is Dave going to be able to stand up for the next one? <laughs> dude, I think I'll be good, dude. Good thing he doesn't have to. I'm, <laughs> good, I'm in a good mood. We so. can, yeah. If you want, we can stretch. You can you can come and lie down over here, Dave. If dude. it gets too difficult for you. Why, pie? I'm down for that, dude. Cheers, bro. Are you drinking water? Is that your cool? Probably hibiscus tea. Oh. Oh yes. French. Ooh la la. All right, so have you been having fun joining us in this podcast? Yeah, this has been really fun. I actually love doing podcasts like this where it's very free flow. Mm-hmm. Actually, the podcasts that are the worst to do are the ones where like there's a list and the host mm-hmm. has like a card and he's like, so, so we're going to move to C now. We finished the topic B and now we're going to C. So like, so, uh, I'm gonna I, I you hear that. you like kimchi and bu- <laughs> that you get. <laughs> well, you know, there's a thing where like sometimes you're in a podcast that's very rigid and you're f- free flowing talking about yeah. something and the host yeah. is kind of giving you this look of like, Wrap it up, yeah. like, oh, no, this is all ruined, you know. Or they yeah. get confused because it goes off their <laughs> topic of questions. They're yeah. like, well, that wasn't the direction it's meant to be going. You've kind of screwed it up for me. We don't have yeah. that over here, yeah. though, because we got Sam and Saul to run this show. Hey, you're doing a great job yourself. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, yeah. I have so much fun doing this show. I, I love this show. Yeah. Uh, guys, do you guys have fun doing this show? Oh, we have fun. <laughs> they said yes. <laughs> That was in don't the affirmative. Don't close us down. The affirmative. Don't close us down. Uh, not yet. Not yet. What is that? Is that? Are they talking about shutting us yeah, down? They're talking about shutting us down. Really? Diana was talking about that the other day. They're Diane. always talking about shutting us down. <laughs> it's because Dave. It's because Dave can't keep his microphone close enough to his mouth during the yeah. stream. That's the reason. <laughs> Last week, Diane walked in. Uh, Diane was upset about me always touching my mic. Have you noticed I'm not touching my mic? But I've also noticed that your hands are up like… I'm trying. Like someone's got yeah, I, feel like, I feel like I'm supposed to it's call like on you for some of the stream. I'm like, I'm like yes, assault hands in the back. <laughs> yeah, I'm always touching the mic. I'm trying not to today. So before we wrap up this episode, is there anything you want to shout out, Wolf? Uh, if you guys want to follow my social media stuff, mm-hmm. I'm at ProxyWolf on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, pretty much anything except my Twitch stream, which I'm trying to build a lot right now. Mm-hmm. So if you guys want to follow me there, I'm Wolf underscore Schroeder. Which is S C H R O E D E R. I know I it's wish hard to you spell. stream more with me, you piece of shit. Well, you never stream when I'm streaming. <laughs> Bro, I stream when you stream all the time. Well, why when I stream, you stream. Me, we all I stream edit my stream. I could change up what I'm doing. Well, at actually, that time I know something do- about you, though. You you do like to solo stream a lot, which I understand. It That's depends. why I don't ask. It depends on if I have something I promised my stream you I would do. You play a lot of solo games, though. You, he plays a lot of like Paper Mario and stuff like that. You don't, you have no idea what we're talking about. So. I just got 120 stars in Super Mario 64 last night. Wait, what? Already? That game just came out yeah, like two last days night, ago. I, 120 stars. What the f- <laughs> I beat everyone in the Dragon Hill Jim Jabong at Mario Kart the other day. I just clocked the Simpsons game on an arcade machine the other day. Really? Oh, yeah. that's actually a sick game. That's yeah, a really that's good, that's game. A good yeah, game. Yeah, it's a good game. Yeah. I just lost my train of thought. Wrap us up. Uh, no, I was uh, what? Okay, uh, Wolf. In terms of streaming, in terms of uh, on Twitch, what content are you normally doing? So mostly, I play Nintendo games because mm-hmm. um, I'm kind of a Nintendo guy more mm-hmm. than like so. I never had a PlayStation growing up or anything like that. Uh, but I like to stream 
single player games, RPGs, uh, and I do stream a lot of like retro games, like Super Nintendo games, NES games, um, Nintendo sixty four games. Um, that's the kind of content I stream. And I chat with people about Korea. Uh, uh-huh. Dave does this as well. I think it's really fun to talk to Westerners who are curious about coming to Korea. Like, I, if I come to Korea, what's it going to be like? Mm-hmm. How's learning Korean? How's living in Korea? Um, that kind of stuff. So I like to kind of play video games and chill with a chat, you know, and talk to them about my experiences. Right on. Nice. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us today, Wolf. Thanks for having me. Thank you, brother. Also, to all our viewers and listeners, if you want to find more of what we've got, check us out on Instagram, Dive Studios. You can find us on YouTube as well. Watch the whole podcast there. Don't forget to check out the podcast on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts. Leave a review. Yeah, on Apple Podcasts. We appreciate the reviews. Five stars is, uh, yeah, that's probably what we want more often than not. Okay, and we'll be back again with more next week. Peace. Thank you so much for joining us, Wolf. Bye, guys. Thanks, bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.